The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia. I'm Station Manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Dr. Claudia McKella. Good morning, Claudia. Morning, Tina. How are you today? I am good, thank you. And you? I'm great, feeling healthy and strong as ever, thank goodness. Thank goodness indeed, because I think the headlines have obviously been captured by COVID-19. Yes. What have you noticed in your own environment, in your work environment? So I I do feel like this does need a lot of attention. Uh, In my own work environment, really, it hasn't affected my business adversely yet. Uh, In fact, I feel like we are even busier because when people are worried about their health and worried about being healthy, they understand that coming in for all the services we have to offer are just going to be beneficial to their immune system. So I feel like people are being proactive, which is incredible and is exactly what we should be doing in light of what's going on around us. And let's remind our listeners, you're a chiropractor by trade. Yes. And so there is a lot of touching and things that, you know, they're telling us to avoid these days. How are you managing that at work? So I'm actually, I'm always very strict at work. And I always say, if you're not well, then don't come in until you're feeling better. Because at this point, you just need your body to rest anyways, because your body innately knows what to do. So when you're starting to feel a little better, give it a couple days where you're not infectious anymore, then you come in and we can get things moving again. And we can boost that immune system so that you don't get ill as often. So that's the whole point of what I do. So what I'm doing on a daily is promoting people and encouraging people just to be healthy. So in light of these situations, you you may get a flu, you may get the annual influenza, you may even contract COVID-19. The reality is most people will recover just fine and, you know, within a few days a week from the virus. Uh, but being strong enough to not contract it is key. That's the big part of the battle. That's the big part of the battle. So yeah, like, am I encouraging people not to hug and kiss and touch and to wash hands? Absolutely. Like at our front entrance, we have antibacterial wipes. We have Purell. We're encouraging people to wash their hands. Um, I do have to touch people, but I know that I'm not ill and I haven't been anywhere where I may have contracted it. Like, you know, in terms of travel, global travel. Uh, and as long as my pe- my patients coming in are aware of that and I'm informing them, and I do have this conversation and I feel we need to. However, that being said, I also don't like to live in a mode of panic. I mean, you know, people are kind of going in the direction of, you know, apocalypse. It, you know, it's going to get pretty bad. I do suspect that we will have some shutdowns. I mean, you're already seeing sporting events, but that just makes sense, right? Because the only way you're going to stop the transmission is if you're not around people. So I feel like that's a good idea. And if you don't need to be somewhere, then don't. Just kind of be at home, rest, use the time to heal. Now, you touched on this a bit. You know, the name of the show is The Wellness Prescription. How do you deal with that anxiety and panic that comes with something like this, this concern, these tips, these, you know, it's constant. We're hearing about it on, you know, on newscasts across the board. We're reading about it everywhere. The WHO declared it a pandemic. How do you stay calm then through this? So it actually, you know, it is difficult. I'm not a worrier by nature because I like to use common sense and what I call Cartesian logic. So I remove the variables. Okay, I'm young. I'm healthy. In my mind, I know that if I did get sick with the COVID-19, that I will likely recover very quickly and very healthily. Like I'll, I'll be returned to my 
perfect state of health very quickly. So I'm not concerned about it being an illness that is going to be terminal or life-threatening for me and for the people that are, are around me. Do I worry about the elderly? For sure. But I wouldn't be around people that are elderly and I wouldn't expose them and put them in a predicament. So I try to encourage my patients to understand this. Like, let's be realistic. The concern is not that, you know, 70% of the population is going to die from it. The concern is we're going to keep spreading it and it's just going to keep getting worse and possibly stronger. Um, So let's just try and stop it while we can. Let's do our due diligence. I mean, we're not, we are all, we should all be encouraging each other to wash our hands. Don't touch your face. If you need to blow your nose because you do have a cold, because it's likely you're going to catch something, then just make sure your hands are clean and you're disposing of all these things properly. Now, this is a week we're heading into March break. What advice do you have for folks that maybe are getting on planes and trains and will be traveling and might be among crowds? Yes. So I love to use um, like all my natural stuff. I mean, listen, you know, wiping and using Clorox wipes or antibacterial, whatever it is, is great. But, you know, there are things that you can do. Like I have tea tree oil handy. I use eucalyptus oil. I like having a little bit of peppermint oil around me, putting around your orifices like your nose. So when you're breathing in, maybe it can trap some of those droplets. Uh, There are little things you can do. Drink lots of water try to get lots of sleep and yeah and try to really keep your distance from people there's no reason why we have to all be crowded on top of each other great advice still ahead Joan Kelly Walker takes us inside the CNIB this is the wellness prescription on 1059 the region stay with us have a question for Dr. Claudia call us at 416-335-1059 tweet us at 1059 the region or email us info at 1059 the region.com so many kinds of cars in just one place, see them all. You're winning numbers, number seven, not a mall. Number seven. It's the only number that you have to know. Number seven. For an import, there's just one place to go. Right on Highway 7, north of 407, east of 427. That's where we are. It's not too far. Drop in and drive away and get a winning deal today. At number seven, not a mall. The very best deals. At number seven auto mall. Come on, come on. To number seven auto mall. Your winning number. Number seven auto mall. Number seven. Number seven. Number seven auto mall. Is spring cleaning on your mind? Let the professionals at Messy Made make short order of your cleaning needs. Get the people you can trust to put the shine back in your home or business. Go to MessyMade.com to arrange a quote. Do you think that replacing your drafty windows or improving the security on your door will be expensive? Not so if you call my daddy. He owns Wintech and he makes new windows and doors affordable, stylish, and doable for homes and businesses. So if you think your home should be warmer or your heating bills are too high, go to Wintech.ca. My daddy will give you a competitive price on high quality replacement windows and doors. Go to Wintech.ca and let my daddy look after you. He does great work. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. I'm Tina Cortez and my co-host is Dr. Claudia McKella. 
Thank you so much, Tina. We're thrilled to welcome Joan Kelly Walker back to the show today. She is a philanthropist, um, a woman extraordinaire, and we're so happy to have her join us today because she's going to talk to us about the work she's doing, the incredible work she's doing with the Canadian National Institute for the Blind. So welcome to the show, Joan. Uh, We're so happy to have you. Well, thank you. I'm very happy to be back. Awesome. So we are very curious about um, all the amazing work that you and the CNIB are doing. Can you give us a little bit of insight into what's, you know, what are the services? What, how can people benefit from the CNIB? Well, you know, the CNIB is one of the uh, longest standing charities in the country. It is funded entirely by donor dollars and powered by the generosity of Canadians. So I think that's incredible. Uh, But the main focus right now is for the CNIB to change what it's like to be blind today. Unfortunately, there is stigma around, uh, you know, being blind or being partially blind. And uh, that has to change in this day and age. And they're going to do that, or they are doing that, through programs and resources and advocacy for people that are impacted by blindness and their families. So it's, it's like a whole package working together. And so th- there are so many Canadians living with blindness and, you know, we don't realize it, but like, what are some of the things that, what are some of the challenges that Canadians or people living with blindness have to face and in the workplace and everything? Oh man. Well, you know, that is a, a really, really good question. Um, there are more than 500,000 people in Canada who are blind or partially sighted. And when you factor in their families and their caregivers, sight loss touches literally millions of Canadians. And blindness and sight loss is no reason to settle for less. And everyone should have an equal chance to realize their dreams. So the resources go, uh, like the, the CNIB Foundation is driving the change by increasing access to employment, by using and unleashing the power of technology to support these people, and by advocating uh, more inclusive country and uh, advocating more accessible country of Canada, and um, moving the bar on the stigma for blindness. Do they have programs for children and young people? Oh, absolutely. It goes all the way around. Um, One that is one of my favorite programs is called SCORE, which is a summer experience that combines camping and uh, the joy of going to camp with activities geared to help those with sight loss so that they can develop skills and pursue uh, a post-secondary education if that's what they want. They develop skills around leadership, independence, social skills, and all of this is held in a beautiful, beautiful setting at, uh, they call it the Lake Joe Club, which is owned by the CNIB. And I've had the pleasure of emceeing a couple of fundraising events that uh, they are doing there. There's another one this summer, but that's a whole different topic of conversation. Um, So the families come from all across the country, and they go there, and they have this wonderful tactile experience where, you know, think about it. If you close your eyes, and you're out in the wilderness, what are you, you're smelling suntan lotion, you're feeling uh, sand under your feet or grass under your feet, you're hearing the birds, like it's, it's really a beautiful, beautiful experience for um, people affected with sight loss and their families. So that's, that's one of my 
most favorite ones, uh, but they also, the CNIB has children and youth programs that uh, they foster independence, they empower children to develop and thrive academically at all ages and all stages of their life so that they don't give up their dreams. Everybody should have a dream of, you know, set, have a dream, set a goal. That's, that's healthy living. And that's what the CNIB is, is really focusing on. And I love the idea that they have the Come to Work program, which connects people who are, you know, um, individuals who are looking for employment as well as possible employers. I think this is fantastic because even if, I wouldn't even know where to start as an employer. So this this program connects individuals who are looking for jobs with people who are all, who are looking to hire. Is this correct? Yeah, absolutely. The work programs are just stellar. They connect the job seekers who are blind or partially blind with employers. And before that, the CNIB offers job readiness workshops, uh, technology training, mentorship programs to prepare people so that they are ready for their chosen field. And there's a lot of people uh, who are blind or partially sighted that are huge contributors in their field. Um, and you know, I think we really need to you know, applaud these people and their employers and, you know, just use this connection and the connectivity around it to really empower people. Right. Now, Joan, you're a public figure. There are lots of organizations and charities that could use your help. Why the CNIB? Oh, wow. You know, like everyone, I get completely bombarded with asks. Everybody, uh, there's a lot of good charities out there and a lot of them are asking for support and uh, raising awareness and sharing the word. And you know, I, I really think long and hard over who I'm going to support. Internationally, um, my husband and I try to always support uh, women and children first and we do that mostly through World Vision Canada. Through my clothing brand, Joan Kelly Walker, which is sold at Walmart, 100% of the proceeds go to support Breakfast Club of Canada. So that's supporting children in Canada. Um, but the CNIB, I mean, this is something that it was one of those aha moments where I was first asked to MC an event three years ago for the CNIB up at the Lake Joe Club on Lake Joe in Muskoka. And I went there and it was like a light bulb went off in my brain and I thought, these people can help my mom. Now just a little background on my mom in her early 20s. She's, by the way, the most positive person you'll ever find, but here's the facts. Um, in her early 20s, she was diagnosed with MS, multiple sclerosis, and then about 35 years ago, because of that, she was uh, found to be legally blind in one eye. And since then, her other eye has macular degeneration, which is quite extensive. And since then, since uh, early January 2020, she's had a stroke. Wow. So. Um, that's further reduced her vision. So the people at the CNIB throughout this journey in the past three years since I've known them, I've been able to call them up and say, can you assess that my mom's house is safe? And so they went there and they did that and they had suggestions. And then I asked them, is there any technology or tools that you have that would make things a little easier for her? And they were able to suggest things like there's this really cool lamp that we got that has a magnifying glass with a light so she can peer through that and read things that there's no way she would have been able to read before. Um, things 
that are so simple like a large number clock or large buttons on your phone or um, different, different types of um, just devices that they have that I wouldn't have known of otherwise. And the main thing for me was the, the people there were so caring and so gentle and very consistent and following up and that made all the difference in the world. And because the stroke was so recent, we're still trying to assess you know, the, the further vision loss that my mom has before we can add uh, more of the technology to assist her. But the CNIB there has been there every step of the way, literally my mom, but also supporting me and my sister and, you know, letting us know that we're not alone in this and that other people have gone through this and they're there with suggestions and with tools and, uh, you know, just ideas and things that we would not have had otherwise. And you made a really valid A very long answer. No, no, I love that. And and you made a really valid point. So although, you know, your mom is the one who required the services, you made a valid point where it was also support for you, your sister, and the family. And that's important because a lot of families might feel isolated when they're dealing with somebody's health concerns or some trials and tribulations. So the fact that you have a support system through the CNIB, I think is hugely valuable and people should be aware that it is helpful for extended family members as well. Yeah. And some people, you know, I think when they think of the CNIB, they might think it's only for people that are 100% blind. But it's also for people with sight loss or reduced vision. And, you know, there's a lot of programs to help you work, uh, you know, to, to live your best life in whatever situation that you're in. And I think that's, that's really important for people. So we also have, they also have an event coming up um, March 26th. So let's talk about the fundraiser, where it's going to be, the theme behind it, and what are the expectations of this fundraiser? Well, I always love a good party, (laughs) as do you, Claudia. Uh, Absolutely. (laughs) Um, The theme for this one is a night at the carnival, and they have all kinds of performing artists, and it's just going to be completely spectacular. so that's going to be great. It's on the 26th at, Arts, at uh, Artscape, Winchwood Barns, which is a really, really cool space. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's black tie with a masquerade mask, or you can, you, know, <laughs> you can take that theme and just run with it and have a really good time with it. Uh, still a few tickets available, but it is largely sold out. You can buy the tickets online. Lots of information at uh, cnib.ca, and you can click on to the event link, or there's a separate link which is really long for the Night at the Carnival, but if you search around event CNIB Night at the Carnival, uh, I'm sure that you'll find it. Um, That sounds like so much fun. Um, I love a good night, a night to get dressed up and support an amazing cause. Now, one last question before we have to wrap things up. So you are a public figure, you're a philanthropist, you know, and, and there's so many amazing causes to be part of and to get involved mm-hmm. in. Uh, so how do you choose? Like, how do you choose which ones you'd like to participate in? What advice can you give to people who are trying to figure this all out? Oh, boy. You know, it's kind of interesting because my husband and I have very different approaches. He sits down and does more of the number crunching and, you know, looks at the annual reports. And I do all that as well. But I also really listen to my heart and really follow that and make sure that there's a connection there. 
Um, and it, it's something that I that I can understand all of. Like supporting women and children to me is a complete no-brainer. Supporting someone that has vision loss, like my mom, supporting the CNIB is, you know, that totally feels right and resonates with me intellectually and in my heart. So I think it's kind of a two-step approach, but people ask me this all the time. And I think you have to do a lot of homework. You really, you can't just say, oh, who are you supporting? I'll support them too. You really need to, you know, to meet the people, um, you know, look at their history, look at exactly what they're doing, look at the impact that it's making. And, you know, I've been very, very fortunate to be very hands-on with a lot of different charities um, like World Vision. I, I, you know, we give them a donation. I actually go to Africa or Cambodia or wherever to see how is the money being spent. And then I can come back and, and report to people and also to share about the CNIB and the great work that's that is being done and the genuine people uh, that are really caring. Like, you know, those things you don't get out of a pamphlet or off of a website. So that's why I'm really happy to be a voice to share. Um, yeah, absolutely do your homework. But, you know, it does come down to people and it comes down to results. So make sure that you are you're uh, you know, following all the breadcrumbs. And it doesn't have to be an instant thing. You can take your time with this and maybe start with a smaller donation and see how the process works and see how it feels and then just go from there. I don't, I'm curious. How, what is your process? <laughs> I, I kind of have the same process. I feel like it has to be connect. It has to be a connection to me, and what I can, what value can I bring to the charity and to the community? Um, but mm -hmm. I get asked a lot, and I think all of them are valuable. But I feel like I can make the biggest impact when I streamline it to things that I know are going to be close to my heart. So I kind of have the same protocol as you. Right. That's, that's amazing, and it's such a good feeling when you've done good for a person, a community, you know, it's just an amazing feeling. And we so value everything that you do for every charity, for every foundation. You have no idea the impact that, you know, you make because you, you know, you're doing the work, but we're seeing what you're doing. So it's incredible. And we thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you. You know, one thing I didn't mention that I should mention is okay. that uh, the unemployment rate for people with sight loss is double the national average. So, you know, that's just yet another hurdle for them to get over. So when you're supporting the CNIB, uh, you would be addressing that. And I think that is super important for people to think about. And also to be employed. I mean, being employed gives you purpose. So, And that's what, you know, the world needs is feeling like individuals have purpose. So that's amazing. Thank you for all that information. Yeah. If our yeah. listeners want to know more about the CNIB or would like to make a donation or possibly attend the gala on March 26th, how can they do that? Uh, www.cnib.ca and you will have to uh, find and follow the link to the Night at the Carnival because it has a really long, a long <laughs> website address that I, I won't uh, I won't add because I think it's a little bit too long, but basically if you just go to cniv.ca and then follow the link to the event, you'll get there. That's awesome. And if our listeners want to follow you, Joan, how can they do that? Well, Instagram is always good, and it's Joan Kelly Walker Official. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today, Joan. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Anytime. We'll see you at the Masquerade Ball. Yes, yes, for <laughs> sure. <laughs>
And Dr. Claudia, please remind our listeners how to follow you. I'm easy to find on Instagram at Claudia underscore Michaela or my website, www.thecenterforhealth.ca. That's our show for this week. If you missed any part of the wellness prescription, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. I'm Tina Cortez. Thanks for listening. Connect with us on Twitter at 1059theregion or call 416-335-1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. More with Dr. Claudia and the wellness prescriptions still to come.